<laughs> Good evening, everyone. Praise God, I'm, uh, I'm back up here. Uh, it's been a while. Um, this is um, our Wednesday prayer service. So this is my first Wednesday back after my long rest. Thank you very much for the men that uh, were willing and able to help me um, get that rest that I needed. Um, so I entitled our message tonight. Wait. Find rest in the Lord. <laughs> Find rest in the Lord. Just fitting. Um, as everybody knows, I think everybody knows that I, I did um, take a, a break for a while. And um, I, my last trip was in Brookings, Oregon. And it was quite a relief. Uh, it was very therapeutic, despite the drive, the long drive, uh, being in the, the nature the creation of the Lord made me realize a lot of things about Him again. Um, one particular thing is that I can only find true rest in Him. Nothing else, nowhere else. Um, with that said, let's um, join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank You for uh, this evening that You blessed us with. We thank You for this building that You've provided for us. We thank You for the songs, Lord God, that You've given to us through the praise and worship team. May you bless them, Lord, all of them. May you give them the strength that they need, the healing that they need for those who are sick. Um, I pray for wisdom for them. And you're, I, I pray that you are pleased with them. Lord, now for everyone in this building, I pray that you and you alone will be the one heard by our spirit. As they hear my voice, Lord God, I pray that they, their souls will hear you. I pray that you will use me again just as you've used me in the, in the past as your vessel. I pray that you speak your truth to each and every one of us. And we pray for humility. We pray for willingness, Lord God, that we will accept whatever it is that you want us to understand, hear, and receive. And all these things we ask in your Son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen, amen. So, um, find rest in the Lord. Find rest in the Lord. So, the question is, do you get tired? Do you get tired? Uh, next slide, please. Do you get tired? And uh, the next question with that is, uh, what are the things that makes you tired? And then, where do you find rest? You know, do, do you always, I mean, other than the obvious, oh, I get tired because I work. Of course. But there are times when we work, but we're not tired. We're happy, right? When we work for the Lord, when we picked up the trash at church and we threw it away and we're like, man, that was, that was good. <laughs> because it was only five minutes, right? But then when you're all of a sudden, you're preaching for the Lord and you're preparing for Him and it's been three hours, you're like, wow, this is exhausting. But do we get tired? We do get tired. But then we have to ask the question, what are the things that makes us tired? Um, other than the obvious, other than work, obviously, other than other than arguments, maybe, right? Don't we get tired of arguments, interpersonal relationship conflicts, and then um, and then again, where do we find rest? And fortunately, the Lord told us where we can find rest because He knew, He knows, and He knew that we will all get tired in this life one way or another, and that's in Matthew 28, Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I know for us Filipinos, this is a karaoke song. I don't know if you need to sing. <laughs> Take, right, right? Take my burdens upon me, right? So you, it, I didn't realize it was a Bible verse until I became a Christian. <laughs> I thought it was Basil Valdez's original line. But um, it's Jesus Christ. It's, and He invites us to come to Him. Isn't that the truth about our Lord? And doesn't that amaze you all the time? That He always invites us to come to Him. Always. He never gets tired, if you realize it. He never gets tired of inviting us to be in fellowship with Him. But then why is it at the same time? Why is it? Why is our sinful nature always, always, always trying to go the other way other than where He is? We go to other things, other people, other than Him, to Him and to Him alone. But then, again, the first question, what gets us tired? In the verse, in, in, in verse 28, the first part of verse 28, and come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Now, I said it earlier, but I have a couple of proposals here other than the obvious. And my proposals are, we get tired. What gets us tired is, is when the times, the times that we're sinning, when we're sinning, that gets us tired. And then, the second part, and I also say it's sinning, but just for the sake of trying to narrow it down, is the second part is when our eyes, our heart, our mind aren't focused on Him. So the first part, when we are sinning. In, in Mark 8, 35 to 37, Jesus said, Whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels, gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Isn't this what gets us tired most of the time? Is when we live our life for something else and someone else. We might not be doing it on purpose, but then when we Look at our life and, and our week. Just look at your week. How much time did I actually spend with the Lord? You know, in our waking hours. Obviously, when you're sleeping, you're sleeping, right? You're sleeping in the Lord, hopefully. <laughs> but when, when in our waking hours, we have to ask, how much of my, my life am I spending for Him? And then, when you realize that you're not actually living your life for Him, you're sinning. It's plain and simple as that. Don't we agree? Now, some people will say, no, no, I'm not sinning. I'm not doing anything. I'm not committing adultery. I'm not stealing. I'm not robbing a bank. I gave back, back that $5 that the 7-Eleven guy gave me overage. I gave it back. I'm not sinning. Well, if you're not living for Him, folks, you're sinning. Because Jesus said that He gave His life for us, so what? So that we can live it for ourselves? Well, look, look at here. He says, 
whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Some of us, we're living this life so that we will, be con- we will live forever. We're, we're trying to live forever. The diet, the exercises, like the 401k planning, the retirement planning, we're, we're exhausting ourselves so that we can keep that, so that we can eventually, we say this because we're in front of a pastor or because we know we're Christians, we say this, I'm doing all this so that in the future I will serve the Lord. Really? 40 years later, you're going to serve the Lord after or we'll try to serve the Lord today. Why is that? Did God say, when you retire, serve me? No, He says, in our life right now, we serve Him, right? With everything that we have right now. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. That's the greatest commandment. So the world, because this world and the ruler of this world constantly fights It constantly fights for our attention. As much as Jesus constantly says, come to me, as much as God says, I want you, I love you, spend time with me, the world also says the same thing. The world tells us there's another trip, there's another destination, there's another food, there's another adventure, there's another relationship that you have not experienced yet. You have to do this. You must get this. You aren't there yet. That's the word. The word constantly, it covets our soul. It fights for our soul. And so we have to pay attention. We have to pay attention. We have to know, where am I? Where am I in, in my relationship with Him? Am I coming to Him? That's why when we're sinning, when we're, we're deep down in our work, let's just say, how, however noble it is, because we're serving our family, right? The Lord told us to provide for our family. The Lord told us that work is good. It is good. But work cannot overtake, cannot take the place of our time for Him. How many hours did we work today? Some of us, we worked eight hours. Some of us, ten. Some of us, more. We, we stopped counting. <laughs> We're just like, oh gosh, when is Sunday? Right? Um, how much work... How much time did we work this, this month or last month, July? How much of our waking hours did we spend in the Word, reading His Word, studying it, getting deep in it, meditating in the Word? How much time did we spend in prayer other than asking for our protection while we drive, other than asking for our blessings, other than the, our paycheck, I pray for my paycheck to come early. Other than, Lord, help me have the strength to pay for my bills. Other than that, just spending time with Him, speaking to Him, talking to Him. Now, to live other than, to live for someone else, other than our wife, is adultery. Or our husband is adultery, correct? Is it the same when we're living our lives other than for God? I think it's a spiritual adultery. So I believe that it's a sin. So we get tired when we're sinning. We get tired when we make our life more about everything else other than God. And 2 Timothy 2.9 reads, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that 
That was his, his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. You see, there's... Next verse. Yeah, yeah just uh, there you go. Isn't that, isn't that what God wants? A lot of us, uh, not, not, not us, but there are some Christians that have bought into the, the notion that God saved us so we will have a bountiful life. And when we say bountiful, we immediately make that as financially strong, healthy, wealthy, right? And then the holy life, we leave it to the professionals, I think. We leave it to the professionals. Oh, you know, the pastors, the evangelists, the deacons, the ministry leaders, not me. I'm just a believer saved by grace. No, if you're a believer, you, you fall into this. Every believer, everybody, everybody that has accepted Christ because we admitted that we're sinners and that Jesus is the only way to get out of that, we're, we're told that we are saved and called to live a holy life. What is a holy life? Is a holy life not spending time with Him? Is a holy life not living for Him? A holy life is a, is, is a, a, a production, a, 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 a byproduct, a byproduct of our relationship with the Lord. Our obedience is a byproduct of our love relationship with the Lord. Hence, our holy life is a byproduct of our deep relationship, intimate relationship with the Lord. So we get tired when we are sinning, when we are not living for Him. Again, let's read verse 28 again. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavily, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, Jesus knows. He's saying it there. When we're, when we're tired, we're not with Him. You see? When we're tired, we're not with Him. We're carrying other things, other things than, than, than His things, than His purpose, than, than His kingdom. Next point. Our eyes... <laughs> you wanted it small, I added big. Okay. Our eyes, heart, are focusing on the Lord. So, I hope nobody does it, but time and time again, I do it. When I'm driving, somebody's texting me. And I'm reading and I'm looking and I'm reading and I'm looking and I'm shifting and I'm looking and I'm pressing and I'm replying and I'm shifting and I'm swerving. When our eyes are not focused on one thing, there is a tendency that we can get into an accident when we're driving, correct? Isn't it the same thing when in our relationship with the Lord? When our eyes aren't focused on Him, do you think our hearts will follow with what our eyes are looking at? I believe so. That's why men, us men, we're very visual. That's why we have to truly watch what we're looking at, what we're watching, because our eyes are the windows of our souls. So if we're looking at, at pictures of women, half-naked women, our, our hearts will brew, it will, adultery will brew in our hearts. Now, if our eyes are only focused on the things of this world, our hearts will also follow what our eyes are seeing. We're looking at vacations. We're like, oh my gosh, Mexico, Cancun, yeah, yummy. 
Lord, my heart. And your heart's like, you're looking at Palawan, you're looking at Baraka, you're looking at the Philippines. You're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You're looking at Facebook. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to go home. Your heart, your, your whole body is, is, right? Your whole body wants to follow this. Just go buy the ticket. Let's go home. Right? What our eyes are looking at, our hearts follow. And then what, the, what happens to our minds? Because our minds know we're, we're feeling good. This is making us feel good. Our mind is now saying, let's do that. Let's get there. Let's go there. Let's be with her. Let's be with him. Let's do this. So, on that practical note, as Christians, what, does, what did God tell us? We should focus our eyes on Him so that our hearts will be close to Him, so that our minds are just enveloped with everything about His kingdom. Luke 9.23 reads, Then He said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. See, here we go. Whoever wants to be my disciple. So us Christians, when we accepted Christ, we became little Christ. Did we become necessarily his disciples? Only if, only if, you become Jesus' disciple if you deny yourself. Deny yourself, yourself of what? Everything that you are entitled to have. You make money, you make $2,000 in a week, that's, you're entitled to that $2,000. That's all your money. You're entitled to that. But whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. You're going to deny yourself of everything, the $2,000. Why? $200 of that, if you're going to look at it, $200 of this is the Lord's. You're denying yourself $200. What's $200? For the young men, $200 is Jordan. That's a pair of Jordans. Right? For the for the for the for the mature, you're gonna say two hundred dollars? That's grocery. <laughs> That's another week's grocery. For the more mature two hundred dollars, I can invest that. <laughs> the two hundred dollars like, man, that's five more of that, I'll go to the Philippines. Right? There's there's so you're denying yourself. You deny yourself of something that you can have. So whoever wants to be my disciple, the point of this is our hearts, our eyes and heart aren't focused on the Lord. So we get tired when our eyes and our hearts and our minds are not focused on the Lord. And when we're, when we're not focused on the Lord, guess what? We're satisfying ourselves. We're satisfying ourselves. We're not denying ourselves. And when we satisfy ourselves, most of the time, if not all the time, we're sinning. And then we have to take up our cross daily. Take up our cross. What's the cross? For me as a pastor, that's my cross. My cross as a pastor is that. I'm not just a pastor here. I, I know you know that. But for me, it, I, I've spoken to uh, um, an old friend of mine. He was a church leader of, a, of another church, a church before. He has left the church completely. He still calls himself a Christian, but he is no longer serving, number one, and he doesn't even belong to a church. You know why? Because he said he's tired of church. 
And I said, what happened? What made you feel that way? You know what he said? He said, I was with my wife. We were having dinner at a restaurant. We were on a date. I decided to drink beer. Someone in the church saw me drinking beer and reported me to the pastor. The pastor then told me, reprimanded me about that. And he goes, don't you find that ridiculous? It's my time with my wife and I'm drinking one beer. It's not like I'm getting drunk. And guess what I said? Yeah, <laughs> that is true. It is true. The, 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 command says, the command says, do not get drunk. Do not get drunk. So he's not getting drunk, right? Arguably, drunk, even if it's, the, I don't know. Like, he's not getting drunk. But like Paul in Corinth, in his letter to the Corinthians, he said, if I'm going to drink, if I'm going to eat or drink, and it's going to cause someone to stumble, I'd rather not eat or drink. Well, see, that's the cross for every leader, the leaders of this church. For us Christians, you know you have a cross. The people that know that you're a Christian, you have a cross. You have to live the way they think Christ must live. Oh, that's so hard, especially when you're playing basketball. <laughs> it's so hard when somebody's talking trash and they're egging you to get mad and your old self wants to come out. That's difficult. It's hard at work. When a hard employee or employer, a boss, supervisor, or a subordinate is being insubordinate or being rude, it's hard to keep our temper. But we are to carry that cross daily, meaning when needed. When needed, which is daily. <laughs> We're Christians every day. <laughs> but that's this, whoever wants to be his disciple. So again, the topic is resting. Do we rest on that? Do we rest on that truth? If we want to be disciples, and we should want to be disciples, because again, that's a byproduct of our relationship with Him. If we're spending a lot of time with the Lord, why will we not want to be with the Lord? If our eyes are always on the Lord, our eyes are on heaven, why are we saying, don't take me yet, Lord? No, when our eyes are on the Lord, why are we saying, Lord, when am I going home? This is beautiful. This is nice. This is nice. But I, I can't wait to be with you. Shouldn't that be the attitude of a Christian? You guys remember the, the game Simon Says? See, most of us, right? Simon Says. Simon Says, clap your hands. And then everybody needs to clap their hands, right? Simon Says, stand up. And everybody has to stand up. But then if, if, if the, the guy says, if Simon Says, he, he doesn't say Simon Says, and he just says, sit down, and you sit down, you lose, right? And also, if he says, Simon says, rub your nose, and you say, and you stop clapping your hands, you lost, right? Because whatever Simon says, he must do. Now, some of us, we play Christian says. Christian says, I love the Lord, but we miss church. Simon says, I live for the Lord, but we watch football instead. Simon says, I love the Lord. Christian says, I love the Lord, but not with my pocket, Lord. <laughs> right? Christian says, Christian do. That should be the thing. And when Christian's not doing what Christian is saying, then we're getting tired. You're getting tired, you're getting exhausted. Even if you're serving Him, even if you think you're serving Him in the function of, of church, 
you will be tired because your heart's not focused on Him. Your eyes are not focused on Him. He says here, Jesus, in Matthew 11, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from Jesus. Take His yoke. Take His burden. We have to take His burden because His burden is light. And we have to learn from Him because He is gentle and He is humble. Why would we want the newest car all the time? Even if our car is, is running perfectly. Let me, let me propose one thing. And there's a lot of reasons. But one thing is because we're not getting the clout. We're not getting the attention anymore. Somebody bought the new car. Now we want that new car too. Now when we bought that car, it's an additional $800 on our monthly. Now we will have to work another job. And then we say, Lord, Lord help me. Well, you should have not bought that car. Right? We have to learn from the Lord. Learn from He's humble. He lived in this world and died and rose again without owning a property. <laughs> but because He owes everything. He owns everything. But we, we, we want more and more. So we have to learn from the Lord. We have to take His yoke. And then we will find rest for our souls. Now our souls don't you know, after playing basketball every Tuesday, I'm sore the next day. My muscles are aching. Actually, not the next day. I'm lying. After the next hour, I'm sore already. So our souls don't hurt. We don't know if our souls, like our muscles, are hurting. But we know when our souls are bothered, when we're restless. We're restless. We have no peace. We're, 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 we're unsteady. We're uneasy. Nothing that we do seems to be connecting us with the Lord. Lord, I'm praying, I'm reading your word, but you're not speaking to me, and I'm, I can't feel you. It seems like you're not hearing my prayers. There's a disconnect, Lord. There's, there's a longing there. The soul is not rested. Because you know it, you've been there. When you're, very, you're, when you're walking with the Lord in everything that you do, you see Him. In everything that you read, you see him. You're watching Forrest Gump and you're thinking about God. Oh my gosh, God is so good. You're watching a movie and you're saying, God is so good. You're watching a Disney movie and you're saying, wow, that's like God. <laughs> right? It's, 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 it happens. You're, you're driving. You're, oh, God is so good. I missed that bump. Right? When you're connected, everything, everything seems to be God-given. When you're not rested, everything, everything that you do seems to be not connecting. It's not hitting the spot. Now, is it possible, is it possible that God who created us, the God who is all-knowing, the God that is all-loving, is it possible that He knows better than us? I'd say so. Would it be possible too that since He knows better than us, he knows how we should live in order for us not to be restless. I'd say so, right? Jamie, can you, is the video ready? There's a video I would like to share. I don't share a whole lot on my social media. That's because, for a reason, I don't want my clients thinking I'm not in town. <laughs> no, it's, uh, if we, we can watch this. This is the North Pacific Ocean there. Some rock formations and bookings. That's Alonzo. 
I'm on top of the... How can one deny that there is a God who created all these things? Right? God is so good. God is so creative. God is so loving. Gracious, merciful, abounding in love. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like when when I went on that trip, um, and this is this is just to share. This is not to brag, but because I need it, so I keep reading. I, need, I have about seven devotionals in my day to really get me connected with the Lord. And I tell you, during the time before my, my vacation, I could not hear God in those seven things that I'm reading. It's making sense to me. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm looking at, oh, I could use this passage for my message Oh, that's a great example. I could use that. But there was no connection with him. I had so many issues that he's not answering. I had so many questions that he's not answering. He wasn't showing me. He wasn't guiding me, I feel like. But when I went to that trip, on my way there, I shared it with you with last Sunday, right? The car broke down. And I prayed. And I started the car song. Waymaker, I'm like, God's saying I can go. First connection with God. Then I read devotion. My devotion, I read my, uh, a specific devotion for Proverbs, for Psalms. And all of that, God kept talking to me in everything that I'm going through as a pastor, as a dad, as a husband, as, a, as his believer, as his disciple. And it's amazing, folks. It's amazing. And only because... Only because I was giving my heart and my eyes on Him. So, what does that mean? You could be reading your devotion, but you're not focused. You're in a hurry. It's like drinking your hot coffee in a hurry. And what happens? right? You're like, oh gosh, you drank it too fast. Sometimes that's how, we, that's how we handle God's word. Like, forever who wants to what? What? Amen. All right. All right? That's how we go. We just want to get it done. It's a, it's a box to check. It's a things to do to cross out. But see, in, in 1 Peter 3.10, it reads, For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. I'm using this as an answer to the, to the question of why are we tired? What makes us tired? Sin. Sin gets us tired. But if you want to enjoy life and see good days in this life right now, you have to be free from sin. You have to keep your, your tongue from evil. So chismes maybe for us Filipinos, right? Our lips from talking bad about people, especially if they cannot defend themselves. You can discuss arguments or discuss, you can discuss uh, disagreements, but if we're talking bad about each other, 
in the behind each other, then that's when we're sinning. And then look at Proverbs 22.4. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. See, the Bible, if we just spend time in God's Word, God will tell us everything. God wants us to have a fulfilled life right here and right now. He does. But He wants us to do it under His guidance, under His, 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 His way, His design. It cannot be the other way. That's when we get tired. But if we're traveling with the Lord, we're traveling in, in, in how we directed us, it will be a smooth journey. As much as it is an up and down journey, it will be a journey that is worth taking. Now, here's how we can make it work in real life. All these things, and then remember Psalm 23 from David. Remember David, the shepherd boy, right? The shepherd boy to the killer of the giant, to the most famous man in Israel. The shepherd boy that even his dad forgot to call when Samuel came and said, line up all your sons because God said that the king of Israel is going to come from your family. Even his dad forgot about him. That David, that David that God chose to be the king of Israel, the killer of the giant, this is what he said. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Now Christians, my brothers and my sisters, I, I missed you guys when, during my, my, my break, but I knew I needed that break. I, I knew I needed that break only because I know I needed to connect with our Lord. And once God revealed Himself to me, I got the rest that I needed. Now, it wasn't the amount of time that, was, that I was away. It wasn't even that. It wasn't the distance from the church. It wasn't even that. Physical absence wasn't even that. It was God's presence. It was God's presence in my life. It was God speaking to me. And I hope that we can all take from that and share that. I'm sharing that with you because the only true way that we can find rest for our souls is through Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. That is our message this evening. Thank you very much for your patience. Please join me in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your patience with us. We thank you for your constant willingness to spend time with us. Your constant invitation, your invitation that never dies. Father, you are good. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we have neglected you, for the times that we have made something else and someone else more important than you. Guide us, Father, to a life that is fulfilling, a life that is lived for you, a life that is glorifying of your name. All these things we ask in your Son's mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen.